0: Welcome to Room 4216. I'm so glad you've come.
1: Reading the Bible can be difficult.
0: Not to mention understanding it.
1: Having a disability, whether blindness or another, can be difficult too.
0: Sometimes a person wonders if God is even there. Yeah, but in Room 4216... God shows us His path and we find...
1: We are not alone. Hi, everyone, it's Pastor Dave. And Cecilia. We're back here together with you. And um, last couple of weeks, we looked at the basic facts of the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. Last week, we uh, looked at some uh, specific stories events that Jesus is alive. The tomb's just not empty, but he is alive. Today, we're going to go even one step further. If he's alive, then we can make some concrete conclusions, can't we, eh? I would think so. So, last week we were looking at uh, one of those episodes that were recorded where there are these two guys walking down the road to, um... uh, Emmaus. Thank you, thank you. A little town of distance from Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and uh, on the way they were walking, they were talking. Jesus appeared to them. They didn't see him, and all of a sudden, well, they did well,
0: see him, but they didn't recognize nah, him.
1: A good point, good, good, good point. And Jesus started talking and explaining. Well, the guy had to die, this Messiah, so he would be the true Messiah. And and then while they broke bread, their eyes were opened, and then they even said, "What do they say?" Their when hearts our were bur- burned with yeah, yeah and then they got up and went running back to Jerusalem to tell everyone mm-hmm now what's amazing I mean this was late at night
0: yes it was it was they had already been at the end of the day when they urged Christ to stay with them and then seven
1: miles away
0: uh I wouldn't want to make a seven mile trip uh on my feet at night, would you?
1: My hunches, they were almost running, and they got back to the disciples.
0: But, this day isn't over yet. Picking up in Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 36. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, remember this is all the disciples now, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, And while they still did not believe, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat here? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled about me that is written in the Law of Moses, The prophets and the psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures.
1: One thing that strikes me um, is the disciples. (laughs) I, I, I don't know how many times my wife will say something to me and then say it again and say it again and. And, and and then all of a sudden, about four days later, Hey, Deb, I got an idea. How about blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she'll say, I've been telling you that. You did? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here are these disciples. They were told by um, um, the, the, the women that morning. And Peter and John came back and said, yeah, the tomb's empty. And now these disciples come back saying, we've seen the Lord and experienced him.
0: And yet they still did not believe it. Yeah, well, we don't know whether the two disciples who uh, had seen him, whether they believed or not. We get the idea that uh, the they was kind of a collective they, and so Mm -hmm. maybe they were surprised again, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And... You know, if I were the Lord, praise the Lord, I'm not, I would have been, oh, enough with you stupid people, and walked away to another universe. Mm. And ain't our know Jesus. He's just so patient, and he, 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 he shows them his hands and his side, and then he eats a piece of fish. He's giving them all the evidence that they need sight, touch,
0: Smell. Smell.
1: Hearing. Hearing. All these things wrapped together so that they know not only is the tomb empty, but he is alive. And this is him walking around.
0: Here again, we have another time of not recognizing, not believing. Just like
1: these other two
0: who came from Emmaus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when, why didn't they recognize again? hmm when did they recognize? Uh, and what happened? Because it says, "Then he opened their minds."
1: Ah, the opening of the minds, instead of their eyes. Mm. Good points. Good points. One might first think, "Well, he showed them his hands inside and, and ate fish." Is that one? No, that still wasn't completely all of it. Although it was more. It help- evidence. It helped because at first they thought he was a ghost. Exactly. And so by doing the touch and the taste, and and I'm sure there would have been some smell there, Mm -hmm. some sight, hearing, he's working with all the senses to say, I am the risen one. Not only is the tomb empty, but I am alive. But it really wasn't until he opened their minds. This is different than open their eyes. Those disciples didn't recognize Jesus. These disciples saw Jesus, but had concluded he was a ghost. Right. They, But Jesus opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. They had read the scriptures, and they believed the Messiah was going to throw out the Romans and set up the kingdom like David, and he was going to rule happily ever after, amen, and have lots of food, and. <laughs> and... The opening of the minds helped them to go, Oh, Jesus is the spiritual Messiah. It isn't that he's going to throw out the Romans. He's going to throw out the devil. And, oh, this kingdom is his rule in our lives every single day. And, oh, this was the understanding process to know that the scriptures and how they're relevant for us today.
0: Okay, but why... Didn't he open their minds before so that they could believe?
1: Um was Rome built in a day? Of course not. Was the world made in one day?
0: No. It was made in six days.
1: Well I just threw you a curve there.
0: Oh I don't know to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: there are some things that just aren't unfolded for us. And and but in due time they are. And certainly, this was their time.
0: During that encounter that we were just talking about, there was one disciple who was not there. That was Thomas.
1: They, because of that, many times people call him the doubter, the doubting Thomas. But really, he wasn't really that much of a doubter. Really? Actually, I like to call him courageous. I mean, the disciples were the ones locked up behind doors, afraid of what the Jews would do. He was out and about in the city. So he was a doubter, but he was courageous.
0: But when the disciples said, we have seen the Lord, he said... Unless I can see with, or touch with my hands, put my fingers into the marks in his hands and his feet, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe.
1: It was a week later, we don't know a whole lot what happened that week, but we do know a week later, Thomas was with him in the upper room, and Jesus came and said, peace be with you again. And he said, Thomas, come here, touch my hands and sides. And Thomas said, my Lord, my God. <laughs> I find it fascinating that Jesus does not chastise Thomas for wanting to touch him. He said, touch my hands, put your finger here. He was pointing out to Thomas, I guess you'd say chastising or pointing out to him that you doubted the witness of these other people who said, they've seen me.
0: That is true. He said, stop doubting and believe. But he didn't say, stop doubting and be just like these other people.
1: Now, what's interesting with that, picking up just on what you said, is Thomas might have come back, except for Jesus was there, and said, well, these guys aren't believable. They're hiding behind doors. Which kind of leads us to us Mm. and our belief. Are we believing but cowards
0: behind doors?
1: Are we just willing to say it, but do we live like
0: he is risen? I know I certainly don't. (laughs) There's
1: many times I don't either. And that's why Jesus keeps coming to us to forgive us and to love us. And he communicates to all our senses if we listen. Mm -hmm.
0: read from John chapter 21 beginning at verse 1. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go out with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, They were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed with the boat, towing the net full of fish. For they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there, with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. All right. Okay. Oops. All right. 10 points. Come on. Yes. In
1: the zone. Um, Eight Cecilia. Yes. We're, we're, we're supposed to be doing Bible study now. Oh. Oh. Oh, did I make you make a mistake?
0: No, no, Mike.
1: So, is this what you do when you have nothing to do and you just uh zone out?
0: It's it's one of the things. I I, uh-huh. I have to give credit here. This game is uh, uh on the iPhone. It's Blindfold Shuffleboard. It's a fun fun game.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yes, and I can even play against you without you realizing it.
1: Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm not sure I want to know what that means. <laughs> um, So this is what you do to take up your time, huh? It's one of the things that I do, yes. Okay, okay. Why? What do you do to take up time? Well, um, oh, I'm, you, you know, I su- know, sophistic- Football. Uh, yeah, like I was going to say, sophisticated, important stuff.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, like football. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, really, it, it's something everybody has and does <laughs> at some point in their time, where they have time, or they don't know what to do, or or they're waiting for time, or or they're just flummoxed, and mm-hmm. they're. Some people go hide in bathrooms and read books. <laughs> Yes. Well, our disciples went fishing. They didn't know what else to do, so, well, let's do what we know how to do. And
0: and let's go fishing.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Now, uh, as we all know, you love to drink your coffee. I do. Uh, especially in the morning.
1: Oh, yeah. I need that coffee in the and morning. And
0: I've heard you say... Don't bother me until I get my second cup of coffee. I
1: don't quite say it like that,
0: I don't think.
1: but Just about. mm, Okay.
0: But uh, I'll bet you take some of that time to think and mull things over, right?
1: Oh, it's the most precious time of my day. My mind just floats, and I'm sipping the coffee, and it just... And then, all of a sudden, at that moment,
0: you get this clap of thunder, like Jesus is speaking directly to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have had many moments like that. That's what you're suggesting is here with the disciples? As they see Jesus on the shore? Hmm.
0: For those who can't read, devotional life is different. You catch a verse here or there, a bit of scripture, and you might be mulling things over with your coffee or whatever else. And then there's a moment when Jesus is just poof, there just like he was there on shore for the disciples that morning. Continuing in verse 15 of John 21. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Take care of my sheep. The third time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him for the third time, Do you love me? Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. went out of his way to make sure that Peter knew he was special, that he had a calling. And this time uh, in John 21 was not the first time that Jesus had given Peter fishing advice. The first time took place when uh, Peter was first called happened in Luke 5. And at that point, Jesus said, let down the nets. And Peter did. The nets became so full of fish that they began to break. And then lots of things happened. Some good, some not so good. Including the fact that Peter denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And I can only imagine that, especially around Jesus, Peter felt ashamed. And that led him to feel awkward and embarrassed. Now he's asked to let down the nets again. This time, the nets don't break. The first time this happened, he acknowledged him as Lord, but he didn't really understand who Jesus was. Now, he can truly acknowledge he is Lord. And Jesus
1: doesn't stop there with just another catch of fish. In the words that Jesus used for Peter... Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, and the questions, they're very unique and special.
0: Oh, explain that, please.
1: Yeah, in our English, it just says, do you love me? Do you love me? Mm -hmm. In the Greek, there are several different words for love. Uh, Phileas is a brotherly love. Therefore, Philadelphia is...
0: The city of brotherly love. Right. Is Uh, that like the love that uh, I might feel, well, toward... You or toward my housemate or someone like Correct.
1: that? Correct. It's a friend type of love. Okay. And then there's other words f- for family love. Then there's the uh, emotional, erotic love. And that's where we get eros. And that's actually the Greek word eros. Mm-hmm. And then here's what Jesus has been saying Do you agape me? And Do that's you pay a. By what? Agape. Agapos. It's give self sacrifice. And Peter would have realized when Jesus said, do you self-sacrifice for me, love? That that's what Jesus just did on the cross. And Peter said, well, you know I philios you. Mm. I'm your friend. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And again, again, do you agape? And Peter phileos. The third time, and this is where Peter was hurt, Jesus said, do you phileos me? Are you my friend? And Peter was very sad that he changed the word. But again, he said, you know I, Phileas, love you.
0: So Peter never did say, you know that I agape you.
1: Correct. He never did. (laughs) And really, which one of us can really agape? Jesus can. He's the one who died on the cross for all our sins. It is his love that forgives us. That's the... Agape love. And Jesus was doing two things here. One, pointing out that though Peter had failed him and didn't sacrifice but denied him, Jesus was still his friend. And then secondly, Jesus was saying,
0: I, Agape you. Ah. So... Even though Peter had denied Jesus three times in front of lots of people, and he couldn't sacrifice in that perfect way, Jesus still wanted him to know that he was called and that he was special.
1: Just as all of us are called and all of us are special to him.
0: And And that's how God God sees
1: it. Two things before we close out, Cecilia. Mm -hmm. First, make sure you listen to the end. The very end. The very, very end, even past the music. Even past the credits. Second, Cecilia... Why did Peter jump into the water and swim to the shore?
0: I don't know. Why did Peter jump into the water and swim to the shore? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. It wasn't to get to the <laughs> other side.
1: Why don't you, as r- read, listeners and readers, why don't you give us your thoughts? You can send us an email. You can write to us at... Info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone.net, dash N-O-T- A-L-O-N-E dot N-E-T. Fact, opinion, concrete, conclusion. Fact number one. Jesus is alive. Number two. He meets us right where we are. Opinion. Seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. Jesus is my Lord.
0: Conclusion
1: You are called.
0: You are needed.
1: You are special. You You are are not alone. alone.
0: credits brent ford as the voice of jesus mary dole as the voices of john and peter and as always our very dexterous very musical robert vaughn guitarist but wait there's more they saw jesus and oh my
1: gosh well at first Oh now don't get too picky on it. You know
0: Could you stop interrupting? I like to interrupt I you. I know. They start to talk about what's happening again. He says
1: They talk about their sandals and the new shoes too.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I'm sorry, Dave. We need to, <laughs> this too we need to tighten this.
1: Segment eight a.
0: Jesus! <laughs>